when we have a strong sense of purpose, we're more resilient individuals. We have a stronger sense of purpose. We have more love internally. We have more love to, to give. We have a greater abundance of positive energy that is conveying in the way that we move throughout our life. What is happening? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, and I am going to have an intense discussion with you about purpose. What is your purpose? How are you living, and how can I help you discover your best? Because let me tell you, on the other side of understanding your purpose is a life full of abundance. And inside, that's exactly what we're going to discuss. So make sure you leave us a five-star rating. Make sure to leave us a very kind review, subscribe on the YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, and as always, share it with your friends, because today, they're going to need this one. I'll see you inside. So, I want you to think about a time when you felt extremely purposeful. It probably felt really good to wake up every morning. It probably was pretty easy to rest well at night, knowing tomorrow you get to attack your greater purpose, uh, there was a conscious over you. There was a sense of calm, of comfort, of knowing, you know what? I'm right where I should be, where I need to be, where I'm destined to be right now in this current moment. It's a really impactful feeling. It's a feeling that can't quite be quantified in numbers. It can't quite be qualified in words. It's just something that you feel and energy about you and a way that you're moving through life. Now, once you think about the opposite, a time where you just completely lack any purpose whatsoever, you feel confused, befuddled, hurt, feels low. It feels depressive, maybe feels rather anxious because I think that we constantly look forward to when will this change? What's the next cascade of events that's going to make me feel that ignition again, that desire and that will to, to, to live? Not like we're like suicidal, not like in a depressed way, more so in a, you're just going through the motions. It feels a little bit apocalyptic potentially. What's scary about both of these is you're seemingly just a day or so away from when you're extremely purposeful and living with the heightened expression uh, and mentality that you could attribute to the world needing you and your value being elated in the world, you could wake up tomorrow and that feeling could just be gone because what was driving that purpose isn't quite aligned with the place that you're going. doesn't matter about the financial component. doesn't matter about the time flexibility all that much. What matters is life satisfaction and well-being. There was a 2009 study by McKnight and Cashton. I hope I'm saying that name right. They analyzed data from over 400 adults to assess the connection between purpose and well-being. They defined purpose as having core goals and a sense of direction in life. Participants self-reported that their purpose levels um, and scientifically the, the validated scales measuring satisfaction, happiness, Adaptive coping, positive, negative effect, things that like the results showed a significant correlation between having high purpose and higher well-being across all measures. So those with the strongest sense of purpose ranked in the 75th percentile or above for satisfaction, for happiness, for positive emotions, for adaptive coping mechanisms. 
So when we have a strong sense of purpose, we're more resilient individuals. We have a stronger sense of purpose. We have more love internally. We have more love to, to give. We have a greater abundance of positive energy that is conveying in the way that we move throughout our life. Researchers, McKnight and Cashin, concluded that having purpose consistently aligned with more optimal functioning, not just from, oh, I feel good, the mental approach, also from a physical approach as well. Those with greater purpose took better care of themselves in a physical manner as well. And I think we can all likely think about someone in our life or multiple people in your life that have a correlation between they feel really good about themselves and the value they bring to the world and their physical fitness constantly improving or at least being pushed. And when we see physical fitness be pushed, it's a commonality. You see mental uh, fitness getting pushed as well, at least in a general scope of fitness, maybe not in the extremes like bodybuilding, for example, there's a lot of people pushing the physical fitness so hard that they have no energy or resilience left to search into the mental fitness and push that hard as well. So it's all kind of one-sided. There's not this coexist uh, balance that occurs. They're just pushing physical fitness as far as they can possibly go. Other studies have corroborated this, that purposeful people report higher self-esteem, life satisfaction, resilience, perceived health, and commonly, they're reporting greater sex lives as well, which is very important to the essence of our being. Men, women, we want to have great sex. It's very important to what we do. We want to feel good about ourselves when we're having sex. We want to feel confident about conversations pertaining to sex. We don't want it to be voodoo. It shouldn't be voodoo. It should be something that we openly talk about and discuss. People who are higher in their purpose have better sex and they're more comfortable talking about it and they're more comfortable engaging in it. Intervention studies also find that helping people increase purpose leads to gains in well-being. So my job is I coach high-performing individuals. I gain purpose not from the bank account hits or when I get payouts or a new client sign up or the testimonials. I know that I'm good at what I do and I know that I'm helping people. I get purpose from helping these people find greater sense of purpose. When you're continually winning and finding new ways to win, there's people that are helping you along that way. A lot of it is intrinsic drive. I can't take someone who's lazy and make them insanely successful. If we're measuring success by um, values such as drive and impact and time flexibility and things of the like. Inherently lazy people can definitely get rich. Um, to be honest, one could argue a lazy person would have as good of a shot at getting rich as a hardworking person simply due to the fact that lazy people are commonly going to be able to find a workaround to make more work get done in less amount of output. And therefore they might have a greater 
adaptability or flexibility to complete more tasks over the course of a given time period. And of course, the more tasks you can complete, the more likely a successful outcome there is going to be. So there was a time in my life where I wasn't quite sure exactly what was going to come next. I was fresh out of college. I had been doing some work with sports teams, Cincinnati Bengals, the University of Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team, St. Xavier High School football team. And I really, really thought that I wanted to be a strength coach. And my goal at the time was I was looking at, at, at Ohio State. I'm from Ohio. I'm a Buckeye born and raised. I was like, if I can be the strength coach at Ohio State, I can, I can train these guys. I can push their physical fitness, their mental fitness. We can beat Michigan every single year. For those of you that aren't aware, Michigan and Ohio State are arch rivals. And, and I can do this, these great things. I'm, I'm going to have a $500,000 a year salary just coaching football for a few hours a day. Well, you actually like start to work in that career path and you realize, oh man, these guys just don't give a shit about you. <laughs> There's no care. It's not a mutual two-way street. There's not an equal energetic exchange. You give, 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 and you're working with 18 and 22-year-olds. Or um, if you're in the professional realm of sports, you're working with young but grown men who have a lot of money, who have a lot of influence who probably have a lot of women vying for their attention, why would they listen to the strength coach? Why would they listen to that guy? They'll do the work, but you don't really have much impact over them. You know, their agents have impact, their position coach has impact, their girls have impact, their buddies in the locker room have impact. Not really the strength coach is far down the list. So I had to make ends meet. I had a personal training job at LA Fitness that I picked up. I've told this story in the podcast before, but uh, there was a very just extremely overweight woman who I had the pleasure of helping and she couldn't quite walk very well. She was in her late twenties. And when we started our first session, we got maybe 25 to 50% of the way up the stairs. There was a stairwell that went from floor one to floor two at LA fitness that stairs, it was probably 40, 45, maybe 50 stairs. We got about halfway up and that was our session. <laughs> we then had to get back down. That was very difficult. Over time, you see this woman change, Monica, as she's able to now walk up the stairs and do laps around the stairs and her body's changing, her confidence is changing, the way she communicates with me is changing, the eye contact is changing, the overall aura surrounding Monica was completely morphing right in front of my eyes. And in that moment, I realized I need to help people achieve their best physical fitness that I possibly can. Maybe she got a boyfriend, she got job promotions, she got all of those things that she had never had previously. I was living with purpose for arguably the first time in my adult life. And it felt really good to have that. Now, there's this exercise called the reflected best self. I've done it twice ever. I'm about due for a third as I'm going through a little bit of a mental transition period in life. The reflected best self exercise is 
You identify people who know you well, and you ask them to write about times when you were at your all-time best. Now, you're going to review their stories. You're going to extract common themes. What strengths emerged? When did you feel purposeful? From this, we're going to be able to synthesize core values, strengths, motivators that emerge into an, maybe an essay that you write describing your best self. I'm more of a bullet point type of guy. I take short skimpy notes and I literally make bullet points if I'm writing them down or if I'm doing it in my notes app or wherever I'm doing it. I'm not really much of an essay guy. I'm short, I'm concise, I'm direct. So whatever communication style works best for you. You're going to use this self-concept to set goals aligned with your peak performance, values, and purpose. Now, there's some research backing this. Robert Quinn was a scientist that essentially created this reflected best self-practice. And he concluded that it's going to help you operate at an elevated level because you're going to be able to see your best qualities and you're going to continually be able to reflect back and build self-efficacy through simply understanding when you are at your all-time best. For myself, I'm at my all-time best when I'm simply helping others. When people who I love are succeeding, when people who I admire admire me back and give me that validation, my mentors, if you will, that's when I am at my all-time best. Now, there's some work from Viktor Frankl. He created Logotherapy. What he concluded was purpose helps persevere through challenges. Now, What is logotherapy? It's based on the entire premise that humanity's core motivational drive is a search for meaning and purpose. So Frankel observed that people who maintained a sense of purpose and meaning were better able to endure horrific suffering and concentration camps. This is really extreme, but he was a Holocaust survivor. He was an Austrian psychologist. He was a Holocaust survivor. He had a very intense life, and he dedicated his life to this work as he was in concentration camps, seeing people give up and seeing people also do the opposite and continue driving forward. Frankel observed that people who maintained a sense of purpose and meaning were better able to endure the day-to-day beating suffering, starving, not seeing sunlight, having friends taken away from you, family taken away from you. People that were driven by a strong why could bear almost any how. So belief and purpose strengthened resilience because you have so much purpose in the way you're living or for the things that you love and care about that you are going to endure almost any how? So logotherapy uses techniques to help clients identify their unique meaning and their purpose in life. By connecting to a meaning that transcends our circumstances, we gain the strength to overcome adversity. Throughout our life, there's going to be tons and tons of cases of adversity, ups and downs, and life is easy, life is hard, life is challenging. When there's psychological research coming from basically inside the concentration camps, that's something that is so far beyond extreme of hopefully what anyone listening to this podcast is going to ever experience in their life. So I think there's a lot that we can take from this. He argued that without a meaningful purpose to move forward, 
people lose hope and become susceptible to despair or death. And numerous studies have validated the concept of purpose as a key component of grit and determination through hardship. So by taking time to identify your core values, aligning goals accordingly, you too can tap into the perseverance of power, of purpose, three Ps, perseverance, power, purpose. I kind of like that as Frankel discovered firsthand in his life and then in his work. So in essence, his research and writings argue that a key psychological motivator that empowers us to overcome (laughs) almost any obstacle is your purpose. You have to be connected to a meaning bigger than yourself. Personally, I've been doing regular purpose check-ins for the past couple months as my life has had some fleeting purpose and, and motivators. And I find that it's helped me a lot. So today I'm recording this on a Friday. Why I feel so passionate about this topic today is because today was one of those days where I woke up, I journaled, and I wrote down my current purpose. What is currently driving me? Some days when I journal, it's two or three lines. And today it was one of those two and a half page ones. So I feel very aligned. I feel much better. And I feel very clear and concise about the future. Today is an extremely busy day for me. But every single task that I'm completing, there's a purpose drawing me nearer and dearer to where I need to be and where I want to be. As always, I hope this helps. Leave us a five-star rating review. I'll see you next time. 